Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So, okay, I have been watching um, the Osbournes Want to Believe. It's on Discovery+. Plus. Uh, I don't know what channel it's on otherwise, but... Um, I think it's Travel Channel. Okay. Anyway, so Jack Osborne is on there. He, t- you know, he's on there with his parents, and they watch spooky videos. And he brought up something that I thought was a great point, and like, what the fuck? What do you think of this? So, especially in bigger cities, thousands of people die every day. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Where are all the funerals, the funeral processions? Where are they? How often do you get stopped by a funeral procession going down the road? Very, very rarely. Very rarely. Very. Where the fuck are all the funerals? I don't know. Isn't that weird? I almost wonder if there aren't that many processions anymore because a lot of people aren't getting buried anymore. I think a lot more people are getting buried than you think. And even if it's like 10%, that's a huge number for us not to see any funerals ever. Or very, very rarely. Yeah. It's just strange, right? Yeah. I just thought I'd bring that up. That's like a conspiracy theory, I guess, that people are like, nobody, <laughs> nobody's actually dying or nobody's buried, getting buried or like, it's weird. It's weird. Well, we know people are dying, but right. well, if you think about it, like mommies, we didn't have a funeral procession, right? Which I thought about, and you know, he brought that up too, and he's like, "But even if only ten percent of the people that die every day have funerals, that's still a shit ton of funerals every day in every city." You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just crazy. Hmm. I really thought about it. I know I didn't either until he brought it up. And then I was like, that's right. Very, very rarely get stopped by a a funeral. Yeah. Well, if you think about my whole life, that's probably happened maybe five times. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's not like we travel, you know. Yeah, I don't travel a lot either. But but it was just a weird thing. And I thought I'd bring it up. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so I have some obvious headlines for us to start with. Man found dead in graveyard. (laughs) Hmm, okay. (laughs) Prisoner serving 2,000-year sentence could face more time. (laughs) Uh, Was bank robber a he or she? Breasts might be a clue. (laughs) Not necessarily. Not necessarily. (laughs) (laughs) Yellow object spotted in sky. Ooh, (laughs) wonder what that could be. (laughs) (laughs) Miracle cure kills fifth patient. (laughs) (laughs) Not such a miracle, is it? Scientists to kill ducks to see why they're dying. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) 
Because they're damn scientists that kill ducks? Woman, woman in sumo wrestler suit assaulted her ex-girlfriend in gay pub after she waved at man dressed as a Snickers bar. <laughs> oh, my God. Students cook and serve grandparents. Um, ew, that's not good. Homeless survive winter. Now what? <laughs> Most earthquake damage is caused by shaking. <laughs> Woman missing since she got lost. <laughs> no. Come on. <laughs> Barbershop singers bring joy to school for death. finds fewer deer after hunt. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. Jody just spit out her drink. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. It got all over you. Sorry. <laughs> I don't sound very Sorry. Are you going to take a drink or should I continue? I'll just leave it on the table. <laughs> Greenland meteorite may be from space. Oh my God. Republicans turned off by size of Obama's package. <laughs> State population to double by 2040. Babies to blame. <laughs> Damn babies. It's all their fault. <clears throat> oh, God. This one, the headline is Boy Scouts to Accept Gay Boys. And then there's a picture underneath. It says in through the back door. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if they were related, but <laughs> it's unfortunate placing. Yes. Uh, rooms with broken air conditioners are hot. <laughs> Northfield plans to plan strategic plan. Oh my God. <laughs> Mississippi's literacy program shows improvement. Uh, they spelled Mississippi wrong. Mm, I think I've actually seen that one. <laughs> Girls' school still offering something special. Head. What? That's what it says. Oh, okay. Bridges help people cross rivers. <laughs> Man arrested for everything. <laughs> everything? <laughs> Tiger Woods plays with own balls, Nike says. <laughs> I bet he does. <laughs> He's a dude. <laughs> they all do. One-armed man applauses the kindness oh of strangers. Oh, my gosh. Seriously, they couldn't have come up with something better. <laughs> what? This one... It's uh, literally F H G F H D F D F D F F G F G F G. I don't know. 
They messed up. Uh, bugs flying around with wings are flying bugs. <laughs> World Bank says poor need more money. Really? <laughs> a nuclear explosion would be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, thank <laughs> A man kills himself, then runs away. What? <laughs> Diana still alive hours before she died. <laughs> <laughs> Federal agents raid gun shop, find weapons. Oh, no. <laughs> they were, must have been surprised. They were the best in their field. <laughs> China may be using sea to hide submarines. <laughs> Marijuana issues sent to a joint committee. <laughs> <laughs> Statistics show that teen pregnancy drops off significantly after age 25. Oh, my God. <laughs> Breathing oxygen linked to staying alive. Really? <laughs> we hate math, say four in ten, a majority of Americans. <laughs> and last one, homicide victims rarely talk to police. <laughs> and those wow. are mine for the beginning. How do they get away with that? I don't know. Is, is no one double checking them? Well... You know, I've always, like, literally always thought that because, you know, in the movies, they print that, like, they get their story in at the last second and they print it and it's out. Yeah. And I'm like, there is no editing going uh, on. Apparently. They don't read the whatever these people are putting. I mean, again, it's the movies. So I don't know how it actually works, but apparently nobody actually edits. So I've got two parts this week. Okay. It's a little bit different. First one is uh, there is danger when you see these seven warnings from your guardian angel. Ooh, okay. Okay. So, number one, feathers. Hmm. If you find feathers on your path, it is one of the signs of the angels. This is an amazing reminder that angels are near, loving, and supporting you. If you experience this situation, then enjoy in this powerful angelic sign. Clouds. If you notice a cloud which looks like an angel, it means that your angel is near to you, and in this way it is showing its presence. Cool. Scents. If you feel a, a lovely, sweet scent, don't think you feel scent. No, you smell it. So, <laughs> I'll just read it. If you feel a lovely, sweet scent and you are unable to identify the source, it indicates that your angel is near you. I think it meant smell. Probably. Babies and pets. If you notice a baby looking up, smiling at the ceiling, or excitedly gazing into the air, it means that the guardian angel is present. When an angel is present, babies and pets seem to be at ease. Oh. Music. If you hear angelic singing or a nice sound that you cannot explain, it may be a clear sign from your angel. Hmm. If I hear singing. I have literally heard music before and I don't, I still to this day, I don't know if it's actually coming from someplace or if it was just like, like your dishwasher, you know, like playing tricks on me. So, yeah. you know, just hearing, but I do hear mm -hmm. every now and then 
But again, it could be like a wind chime a mile away. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Coins. If you keep on finding coins, it is it is a sign from your angel and a symbol of support. So if you find coins, you should know that you're loved, supported, and guided. And number seven, sparkles of light. If you start noticing orbs, unexplained shimmers of lights, or flashes of color, it means that your guardian angel is near. If you experience this, you should close your eyes, relax, and breathe because your angel is trying to bring you healing, upliftment, and rejuvenation. Or you're about to go blind. (laughs) That's beautiful, though. I see. And I've told you that. I didn't know what it was. Remember? I told you I'd see like sparks of mm-hmm. light and I see red and blue and yeah. white and that's beautiful. And I find coins everywhere. I find, I do sometimes, not a lot. Well, I think it's because of Aaron. No. Oh. <laughs> I really think he just drops them everywhere. So he puts them in his like, like his hoodie pocket that, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't really hold anything yeah. and they just fall out all the time. But they're everywhere. I don't know where they're coming from. And that's sad screws weren't they on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Okay, now, the next section of my stuff is horror movie trivia. Oh, oh no. I'm not going to be good at this at all. So, well, that's what I was wondering. Because you don't, you didn't used to watch any at all, no. right? Okay, no. so you can, a- you can ask me. Okay. And I have not um, read these. Okay. All right. It has the answers on it, too, for you. So see how many. There's 30 of them. See how many I can get right. Uh, do you have a pen? Because I'm going to lose count. And honestly, the first one is wrong. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Um, I'll change it, though. I'll, I'll say it right. Okay. Okay. See how many of these I can get right. You said there's 30? Yeah. Okay. What eerie film is credited with coining the notorious phrase, do you like scary movies? Scream. That's right. It's, you know what, you want to know what it says? Yeah. Do you like horror movies? Oh, that's not right. No, that's not right. Uh, The synopsis below most accurately represents what horror film? Quote, a research team in Antarctica is haunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. The thing. Yeah. In which horror film does the phrase, the power of Christ compels you, appear? Exorcist. Mm-hmm. What was a 1953 horror film remade in 2005 with Paris Hilton in the lead role? Oh, gosh. Um, Wax Museum? No, um, you're close. And actually, this answer is wrong, too. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. You're close. You were close with, what'd you say? The Wax Museum. Oh, it's close. I don't know. Then. House of Wax. Oh, House of Wax. I knew it had something wax. This one says House of Wax. Oh, well. W-O-X. Uh, which classic horror film stars a serial killer dressed as William Shatner? Oh, um, Halloween. Yeah. What horror film used the following tagline? In space, no one can hear you scream. Oh, shit. Aliens? Alien. Alien? Yep. 
What is the highest grossing Stephen King film adaptation to date? Oh, gosh. Uh, when you got to get it right. Shit. The Shining? Nope. Um, um, it? Yep. Okay. It's the remake, so the 2017. Mm. Should I count that as you got it right or wrong? Mm, I don't know. I ended up getting it right. Okay, we'll count it. <laughs> count it. <laughs> what horror film of George Malaise is commonly regarded as the world's first horror film? Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this. Phantasm? No, it's La Menor du Diable. Oh. Okay. What television series is based on a concept for unproduced episodes of The X-Files? What? What television series is based on a concept for an unproduced episode of The X-Files? Which, it's not a television series, it's a movie series. I have no idea. Final Destination. Oh. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. When Carrie... Uh, in 1976, takes the stage after her election as prom queen, bullies douse her in what animal's blood? Pig. Yeah. What film was A Quiet Place and initially intended to be a sequel to? I have no idea. Cloverfield. Oh. Which, that's the one where the aliens... Is that the one where the aliens are up top or the... Guy takes the people and tells them stuff's going on at the top. I think it's the alien. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's right. Yeah, the newer horror ones, I don't I don't know. As yeah. Well. Same. Uh, what is the actual name of Pinhead in Clive Barker's original novel, The Hellbound Heart? I don't know. I did not read that. Oh, Hell Priest. Okay. In the original A Nightmare on Elm Street, what is Nancy's address? What? <laughs> It's 1428 Elm Street. Oh, my gosh. Which horror film's tagline is, we dare you to say his name five times? Candyman? Yep. In which film did Annabelle the doll make her debut? Uh, this might be a trick question. Yep, her debut. Yeah. So that would be The Conjuring? Yes. What is the name of the camp where Jason Voorhees drowns in Friday the 13th series? Crystal Lake. Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. What was the 20th century's first American horror film? 20th century first American horror film. <laughs> Werewolf in London? No. <laughs> Salem's Lot? No. I don't know. Frankenstein. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is the... That's not how Frankenstein... Yeah. Sounds. That's exactly yeah. how he sounds. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you were growling like a wolf. Oh. <laughs> I was being Frankenstein. Okay. <laughs> what is the actual name of Chucky in Child's Play? Charles. (laughs) 
I mean, that's right. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> Andy? No, that was the kid. <laughs> it's Charles Lee Ray. Well, I was right. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Charles. Don't. Okay. What was Jason's original name on Friday the 13th? His original name? Apparently, they changed his name to Jason. Oh. I don't know. It's Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Stupid trivia people. That's stupid. They made that one up. Yeah, his name used to be Josh. (laughs) It's Mike. Which horror film franchise is the longest running? Oh, gosh. Friday the 13th? Yeah. I would think that would be Halloween. Mm. Or, yeah, I guess it came out before Halloween, didn't it? I think so, yeah. Uh, What was Steven Spielberg's inspiration for the name of the artificial shark in Jaws, and who was it modeled after? I don't fucking know. Uh, Bruce the Lawyer. (laughs) Who knows that? Nobody. (laughs) This? Okay. Trick question. On the first Friday the 13th film, how many people does Jason murder? Five. Trick question. None. Oh. This is mine. Oh, it's his mom. Damn it. I knew that one. (laughs) I told you it was a trick question. What is the exorcist demon name? Zozo? Ooh, you're so close. Zo- um, shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damn it. I know it. I know you know it. You almost said it. Zozo? No. Zuzu? It's Pazuzu. Pazuzu! <laughs> In Brad Pitt's seven film, who is assassinated for the deadly sin of pride? Oh, I don't know. A model. Oh, okay. Who published An American Werewolf in London in 1981? I don't know. John Landis? <laughs> Seriously. What arms does Leatherface prefer? Oh, <laughs> uh, what arms? That's what, what it says. What arms does Leatherface prefer? Makes no sense. You will never get this because the it boyfriend? makes boyfriend? It says chainsaw. Oh, that's not chainsaw arms. What? He holds. He holds them. That's dumb. There's 29 questions. That one's dumb. What is the name of the clown in the Devil's Rejects? Oh man, I know this one too, but I'm not gonna be able to. He's so creepy. Pogo. No. Shit. I don't. What is it? Captain Spaulding. Dang it. <laughs> Which real-life serial murderer is indirectly based on Psycho? Mm. I think all real uh, serial murders are indirectly based on this guy. At least that's what they say. I'm not going to be able to think of any. And technically, he's not a serial murderer. He's super fucked up. I know, I know which one it is. Not a serial murderer. I think it's it's the one that when he was in jail he painted clowns or something. Oh no, that's no. no. 
Charles Manson? No, that's Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Fucker. <laughs> what heinous beast was the subject of 2007's Rogue? Werewolf? Crocodile. What iconic horror film was dubbed the Babysitter Murderers at one point? Say that again. What iconic horror film was dubbed the Babysitter Murderers at one point? Was that the screen? No. Babysitter Murders. I don't know. Halloween. Oh. Duh. You got 12 right. Dang. <laughs> Those were stupid. They really were. That that was not a great quiz. I should have read it before, but then I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, that's true. And I wouldn't have gotten hardly any of those right. Oh, well. It's all right. That was fun. Okay. All right. I got to find one now. I almost got, almost got half right. Yep. Okay. I honestly don't know if we've done these or not. These are creepy or unexplainable stories. First one. About six or seven. And I actually read through some of these, not all of them. And I'm just going to read them because they didn't make any sense to me. So we'll just discuss. Okay. About six or seven years ago, while living with someone else entirely, I woke up from a dream with a name on my mind and on my lips. A girl I hadn't seen since high school. One who I really never in interacted with. I didn't think much about it for a few years. That relationship ended and eventually I moved back home. My mom said that I was going to fall in love and get married very quickly and live happily ever after. Mothers are great in that kind, uh, for that kind of stuff, aren't they? The last thing I wanted to do was move back in with my parents. After much consideration, most of which had to do with lack of rent money, I moved home. Within a month... I was part of a local music venue, Craft Beer Bar. The owner sold the business to a friend of mine at the time and myself by the end of that year. And the next summer, that girl that I dreamed about walked right the fuck into my bar when I was behind serving drinks. She was living 400 miles away and just happened to be home for the weekend. She deliberated about... I don't think they meant that. About going in, um, <laughs> okay, it says deliberated. That's not the right word. It says she deliberated about going in because we charged a cover. That's not the right word. What word are they meaning? Oh, um, contemplated about not going in. Whatever. Sure. Um, but eventually gave in and, and met her friend. Gone goes the air in my lungs. Hazy goes the room. Three years later, we're married. Shortly after, I moved back home and met, and met my wife. I had another dream. In this dream, I was looking for my wife and kids from the living room, or I was looking at my wife and kids from the living room through a pass-through area with cupboards and into a large, seemingly recently re renovated kitchen. Of course, we moved into this house about a year or two after I had the dream. The kitchen isn't remodeled yet, and the pass-through area is currently our computer room, but it's the same thing I saw in my dream. Better get moving on those renovations. So they can see the future, apparently. Hmm. Next one, I was catching a train one day, and I found a DVD on a seat. 
I checked to see if anyone owned it, but the train car was empty, so I stuffed it in my bag. That night, I watched a short film that was on the DVD. In the film, the protagonist found a DVD on a train, and later on in the film, he met the star of the DVD that he had found. Fast forward a few nights later, and I was at a restaurant and saw the actor who played the protagonist. Not quite believing what was happening, I walked up to him, introduced myself, and told him that I found the DVD of the movie he starred in on the train. Initially, he said something like, oh, cool. As it sunk in, his face went pale, his mouth gaped, and we both had to have a drink to recover from our minds being blown. Okay. You understand? Yeah. Okay. It That's almost weird. seems like it was a setup. Though. I know. It was, it's weird. That's super, like, what are the odds of that? Yeah. In my teen years, I moved into a half. I cannot read. <laughs> in my teen years, I moved into a kind of half ass bedroom in the basement of my mom's house. I think saying it was a creepy basement is a little redundant. But just to be clear, this was a creepy basement. A couple of rooms were finished with tile flooring, a fire fireplace, Paneled walls and a half bath. The rest was unfinished with sinks and oil tanks and HVAC pipes and a surprisingly amount of storage, just mostly empty rooms holding junk. I spent some years in my bedroom in the basement with no problems, but one night I got a scare. I had stayed up late studying for a biology final. I turned in, I no longer remember, but sometime after 1 a.m. Things seemed pretty routine. I fell asleep. I maybe should mention I was sleeping in a full or queen-size bed that had formerly belonged to my mom's parents, both of whom were deceased by the time of the story. An hour or so later, I came awake, my hands clutching the top of the blankets and sheets, trying to tug them, but finding unexpected resistance. I was just kind of half awake at first, confused, then awake enough to register. I'm attempting to pull the sheet and blankets as I turn over in bed, as I've done many times before, and they're not pulling. Like maybe they're caught on the bed springs somehow? I pull harder, no good. Pulled again, then suddenly the blankets and sheets were jerked, the other direction strongly pulled right out of my hands. I remember kind of stammering, trying to say something in response, but I couldn't form words. I immediately turned on the light beside the bed and sat up and looked to the left in the direction the bedding had been pulled. There was nothing and no one there. I pulled the blankets again and they were fine. No resistance, no problems. Everything normal. It took me a while, but I got up and looked over the other side of the bed. There was nothing nothing to explain what had just what I had just experienced. I turned on more lights and put on a record to, and stayed up the rest of the night. I eventually looked under the bed and there was nothing there. I continued to stay in that room for another year or so. Nothing like that happened to me again though I slept with the light on for a while after. With one exception, that seems noteworthy. Within a week or so of the bedsheet incident, one night the door to my bedroom opened apparently by itself. This happened earlier in the evening, before I had turned in and when others were in the house, still up and moving around. My memory is I said something out loud like, go away, you're not welcome here, this is my room. Fortunately, there was no reply, but no further troubles either. I know the obvious explanation is that I was asleep and talked myself into something unnatural had happened. It's possible. But when it happened, I was quite sure I was awake after the first moments and experiencing something abnormal. If anything, I'd say 
I subsequently talked myself into as well. I probably just dreamed it. This is too long, I know, but I will also add, I had a few other spooky events in this house, nothing dramatic, prior to this, and my mom claimed at least one as well. My mom still lives there, but no one has used the the bedroom in the basement for several years now. Back when this happened, I told a friend who reminded me I was sleeping underground at approximately the same level as a corpse is buried. Hmm. That's a creepy thought. Yes, it is. Next one. This had to have been about two summers ago. I had this dream that I was in this old-timey train station and I was standing next to this man wearing a brown trench coat and one of those fedoras reporters used to wear. The man then turned to me and said, I'm going to pick up your Uncle Bud. Don't worry about him. He's going to be just fine. As the man turned away, the train pulled up and the man walked on. I woke up from the dream and as soon as the train pulled out of the station, I woke up from the dream as soon as the train pulled out of the station. When I woke up, it was about one in the morning. The next morning, I get the news that my great uncle Bud died in the night around 1 a.m. I immediately told my parents about the dream after describing the man in the station. My dad shockingly exclaimed that he knew for a fact that the man in my dream was his dad who had passed years before I was born. According to my father, he had worn the same brown trench coat and hat, and it made sense that his dad picked up Uncle Bud because they used to be really good friends. I remember at the time being really shaky on my beliefs of the paranormal, and sometimes I still am, but I truly cannot explain that. Next one, I had pneumonia when my grandfather died. I sleepwalk. I think I was sleepwalking this because I don't remember it. I woke up, walked into my mom's room, shook her awake and told her that Papa loved her and wanted her to know he would always watch over her. She was ushering me back to bed when the phone rang. That phone call was my grandmother telling my mom my Papa passed. Hmm. Next one, when I was eight and a half-ish, my friend and I would go push biking a lot. We lived in a small country town, so we're, we're pretty much given free reign to just disappear for the day. It was a weekend, and we were riding up the crest of a small hill that overlooked a valley in town. I started to get this deeply uneasy feeling. We stopped at the top. Oh, from where we were, we looked out over the valley and directly at the next hill, because Australia really just has bumps, <laughs> which is where our primary school was. The bottom of that hill was the bottom of the school, and it was the road where the parents picked up their kids. As I'm looking over the valley, enjoying the sunshine and breeze, movement catches my eye. I look back at the school and freeze in terror as I watch one car go careening into another pulled up on the side. I see the two cars smash and crumpled up, and I hear crackling of breaking glass and rattling thump of an impact, and I know with a bone-deep terrifying certainty that my other close friend, her sister, and mom are in there, and that they're dead, and my friend is going to be left all alone. This was an unshaken fact in my mind as I stared at the accident. I didn't question how I could so clearly hear the screams of the onlookers, the screech of the tearing metal, or the ozone stink of hot metal. Even though I was too far away to even be able to hear anything, somehow I was getting sensory overload, like it was right there. My best friend asked me what was wrong. I was shaking and crying at this point, so I managed to stutter and somehow get across what I had seen. 
She's puzzled, so my attention focuses back on her, and as she explains that there is nothing wrong, what am I freaking out about? So I look back, still horrified, and there's nothing there. Everything is still quiet and calm. A week later, in exactly the same spot, my friend was in a devastating accident. Her mom was picking her up and her older sister from school when someone lost control of their car and smashed into them. The mother and sister died on impact and my friend was hospitalized for months afterwards. I felt horrifically guilty for years afterwards. I should have told someone, anyone, what I saw, but it was so strange and unnerving that I just tried to forget about it instead. No one would have done anything anyway. I mean, what could they do? Well, I mean, there's, even if she told everybody, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's sad. When I was a teenager, a friend and I was dog-sitting for my uncle overnight, and we camped out in sleeping bags on his living room floor. We were right next to the TV entertainment stand that had those glass doors with the magnet closers that you'd press on to open and close. In the middle of the night, the glass door suddenly opened and closed, slamming over and over again maybe five times, and then loud country music started blaring out of the speakers. Half asleep, I was desperately trying to figure out where the on-off button was to turn it off. My friend then told me that right before it happened, she had heard footsteps on the stairs. I slept through that part. We were terrified, and I didn't, and don't think we got much sleep after that. I told my parents and my uncle when we got home the next day, and I think they all thought we were crazy. That's creepy. I hate like being woke up from real or by really loud noises i think woken up is horrifying i even if you were just standing there and really loud music started playing mm-hmm. that would scare the fucking shit out of uh, anybody i would think yeah well yeah but oh and country come Ugh. on no no that's horrifying on its exactly own. Next one, when I was a lot younger, maybe around 13 years old, my family and I were vacationing in St. Simmons Island, Georgia. I had an aunt who lived there at the time, gave tours of reportedly haunted uh, lighthouses on the island. Well, one night she hooked us up and gave us a private tour of the lighthouse after hours, as in there was no one else there except for my aunt who was giving the tour and my family and me. Since the lighthouse was haunted throughout the entire tour, I was anxiously awaiting some paranormal activity of some kind. Unfortunately, nothing remotely paranormal happened. So my aunt let us out the front door of the lighthouse and turned on the alarm for the night so that no one would break in. Note, I personally watched her check the lighthouse, put the alarm on, and lock the doors. Then my aunt got into her car, parked out front while my family and I decided to walk around a little bit and look around the outside of the lighthouse. That's when we saw it. We were looking up at one of the second-story windows in the lighthouse and saw one of the curtains slightly peel back. I was able to see a sliver of what looked like a woman's face peeking out. For literally a second, I saw one of her eyes and upper forehead, and her skin had a very gray tone to it. Then the curtain snapped shut. At this point, my legs were shaking like jelly, and I turned to my family to see if they had seen what I had just seen. Everyone saw the curtain peel back, but my dad was but my dad was the only one who saw the woman's face. Anxious to see more, we ran around looking at the other windows of the lighthouse when we caught a glimpse of one of the upper windows above the third floor landing. There was an up and down window shade on this window rather than a peel back curtain. 
All of a sudden, the window shade started going up and down very rapidly. This lasted for almost 30 seconds before coming to a complete halt. But the weird part was that because this window was above the landing, there were no stairs beneath the window for anyone to stand on to be able to move the curtains. We did not see any more ghosts that night, but we immediately called my aunt who was already at home at this point. We assured, or she assured us that no one could have been in the lighthouse because there were sensors inside that would have set off the alarm. She told us that when the lighthouse was first founded, the lighthouse assistant killed his boss for having an affair with his wife. This murder took place on the front steps of the lighthouse. Hmm. Damn lighthouses. I know. That's so creepy. Next one. I live in a... 1850 plantation home in the middle of nowhere, largely unchanged unchanged since its prime, original floors, wallpaper, and many outbuildings. I'm not someone who really believes in ghosts, but something happened in this house that causes what seem like events to replay. I've laid in bed and heard someone calling for John outside. Not once, it repeated, each time more distressed and in a different part of the yard for about 20 seconds. No one named John has lived there in at least 40 years. Exactly one month later, my boyfriend heard the same thing. There are periods of time where we can't sleep through the night because we are being woken up by the sound of someone walking around in our room. One night, I was making the bed and heard who I thought was my boyfriend ask, what are you doing? I told him making the bed. He didn't reply, so when I walked into the hall, I realized I was alone and he was outside chopping wood. There is an identifiable cycle to it. I know when it picks up and slows down because it's happened so often we found patterns. I know everyone who has lived in that house over the past 30 years. They all have these stories. Some of them refuse to even go in the house. That's weird. <laughs> Next one, I heard what I thought was my brother singing. We had a piano in our basement as teenagers, and in the early morning or late at night, he spent quite a bit of time on it playing music. I should note we lived in an old house and sound traveled relatively well, so even when he was being quiet, you could still hear him all the way up to the top floor. One morning around 8 a.m., I woke up and went about getting ready for the day. My brother was singing in the basement, being loud and obnoxious. His voice is very distinct, and I remember walking out the bathroom, leaning over the top of the stairwell and shutting down, or shouting down for him to shut up. He kept going, so I shouted louder. Then I remembered my brother wasn't home that day. He'd left earlier that morning with my parents. The singing stopped. I went downstairs to find the basement dark. I was alone in the house. Next one, a disembodied voice may have saved my sister's life. When I was about 12, my family lived in my great-grandmother's house. She died in that house before my sister and I were born. But we knew that it was her home we were staying in. I'm sitting in the front room as my sister walks towards the front door. She suddenly stops and turns to me. What did you say? She asked. I hadn't said anything. I was sitting quietly with headphones on. We were looking at each other confused, and suddenly a car spins out in the street in front of our house. The driver regains control and takes off at a high speed again. My sister was about to walk to her friend's house and might have crossed paths with that car if she had left the house. We both were startled, and my sister tells me that a stern voice that sounded like my mom told her, shut that door. Mom was in her bedroom, but we had asked her if she had said anything or left her room. 
somewhat related. My sister had talked about dreams she had had where she would come home and speak to an old woman. One day, my mom finds an old photo album, and my sister instantly recognizes the picture of the old woman from her dreams. It was our great-grandmother, whose home we were staying in. From what I've learned over the years, things like this are common for the woman in my the women in my family. Not really creepy, just a bit odd. Hmm. I love that story. Yeah. It's like a guardian angel. It is. And it's just such a mom thing. Mm-hmm. Shut yeah. that door. <laughs> Don't ask me why. Don't Immediately ask stop and you're like, what? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, in my last one, I had just moved into a new house one day. I was downstairs when I heard what sounded like furniture moving around upstairs. I go up to investigate, but no sounds. Nothing is moved. I go back downstairs and it starts again. I go back up. Nothing. This went on for about an hour. I almost called the police because I was positive someone was in my home. I ended up calling someone and kept them on speakerphone while I searched the attic and any other place maybe an animal could be hiding, but I never found anything. Eventually, I gave up up my search and went to bed. That night, I had a dream that I was driving to work in rain and fog and crashed. Someone approached me and asked, are you ready to move on? And I woke up. At the time, I was working mid-shift, so around 10 p.m. that same day, I get in the car on a foggy and rainy night and make my way into work without any issue. The building I worked at had security cameras all over, and it being so late, I was the only person coming in. When I get inside, the person I was relieving asked who I came in with. I was alone, but she swore someone followed me inside. It was a very unnerving 12 hours, to say the least. Hmm. That's creepy. Yeah. And those are mine for the week. All right. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up. We're watching Shrek as a family, and at the moment when Fiona turned from a woman into an ogre, my two-year-old pointed to the TV and said, now she's a mom. Oh! (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) Holy shit! (laughs) Oh my gosh! I hate that kid! (laughs) I hate when new parents ask who the baby looks like. It was born like 15 minutes ago. It looks like a potato. (laughs) That's true. Me overhearing my neighbor's three-year-old daughter having a mega tantrum. So glad I'm past the toddler years. Teen screams, slams their bedroom door, storms off down the stairs and screams one more time. Also me. The irony of this moment is not lost on me. (laughs) That's good. Picked up my six-year-old from a play date, and the first thing he said as he got into the car was, they are definitely richer than we are. (laughs) (laughs) My four-year-old pronounces peanut butter as pita butter, and that is now how that is pronounced from here on in, and I will not be taking questions on the matter. (laughs) Pita butter. (laughs) Play tag at an empty park with my seven-year-old daughter, and as she ran away from me screaming, I thought, wow, this looks like a kidnapping. (laughs) (laughs) Took my daughter and her best friend to dinner and a show with endless snacks and sodas, but we didn't get ice cream afterwards, so naturally, this night will forever be known as that night you didn't get us ice cream. (laughs) Oh my god. 
80% of parenting is trying not to laugh when you're supposed to be mad. <laughs> yeah. My six-year-old, I can't sleep. Me, if you count sheep jumping over a fence, it can relax your mind. Six-year-old, what color are the sheep? Wait, what color is the fence? Wait, <laughs> why are they jumping? Wait, is a wolf going to eat them? Oh my god. <laughs> Where did a wolf come in there? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> that kid makes me anxious. <laughs> my pregnant wife asked for an Oreo, so I brought her a single Oreo. Apparently, this was a gross miscalculation on my part. Uh, <laughs> Who yeah. eats just an Oreo? No one eats just one Oreo. Duh. Forgot to wear a hazmat suit when cleaning out my son's backpack this morning, and uh. now I need a tetanus shot. <laughs> Once I finished assembling the bookshelf, my seven-year-old said, Give yourself a pat on the back for a great job. Now she's the world's best dad. <laughs> my son just woke up from his nap sobbing, and I asked what was the matter, and he said, still crying, I love trains. <laughs> How do I get my child to stop playing with my belly fat in public? Is it leave her in the woods? Feels like the solution is to leave her in the woods. <laughs> Seven-year-old showed me things he wanted to buy on Amazon. His cart showed $984.31. Oh and I acted as if I had to defuse a bomb. Nobody move. Do not hit that submit button. Careful with that cursor, son. Fuck yeah. Would kill. Oh, my God. Daughter found out her teacher's aide moved in nearby, and she has been glued to the window watching his house. <laughs> Last night, I heard her muttering to herself, he should be asleep. It's bedtime. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. I live closer to my son's school now. Let's see if I can actually get him there on time. My five-year-old would like to inform everyone she consumed mushrooms in her stir-fry this evening and will now cease to exist unless there's ice cream later. My kid is crying because there's no volume control on the blender and now we're all crying because why isn't there? Bragged about my solo parenting skills yesterday, so today the balance was set right and while I was having a shower... My toddler found my husband's electric razor and shaved a chunk of her hair off. Oh. V-punk, obviously, but otherwise, truly fucked me up. <laughs> Took my kids to a Kiss concert last night, where my son kept complaining about the smelly feet of the group sitting next to us who decided to go barefoot. In unrelated news, my son doesn't know what weed smells like. <laughs> <laughs> and my last one, Mom A at the park. We allow one hour of screen time a week. Mom B, we are a screen-free home. Me, my daughter named her new doll pbskids.org. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Send in your stories. We need them. Ghouls Night, Ghouls Night Out <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. Uh, look us up on Facebook. Request to join the group. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen, and we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.